Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Esther, looking at verses 4 and 5 in the God's Word translation. Mordecai's position is not just recognized by the king, but is also widely known. And he didn't just have rank, he had authority and influence. And his influence helps his people gain success over their enemies. But let's listen to God's word. It reads, Mordecai was an important man in the king's palace. Moreover, his reputation was spreading to all the provinces since Mordecai was becoming more and more powerful. Then, with their swords, the Jews attacked all their enemies, killing them, destroying them, and doing whatever they pleased to those who hated them. In the fortress of Susa, the Jews killed and wiped out 500 men. This again is uh, Esther chapter 9, verses 4 through 6 in the God's Word translation, which titles it, The Jews Defend Themselves. I'll be back to share insights, and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, this is Esther Chapter 9. Verses 4 through 6 in the God's Word translation. In this section, it just it's showing you that Mordecai's position is not just recognized by the king, but it's now widely known. And those who want to be on the good side of this battle are choosing to side with him and with the Jewish people. Uh, their potential enemies are fearful, and their fear Uh, could be a result of the Jewish people's organization, or it could be because it seems like the government is uh, taking their side. So the officials uh, understand, you know, they have received the edict and they are choosing, it seems, to help the Jewish people. Haman had intended for the officials to lead the annihilation of the Jewish people, but their fear of Mordecai has made them, um, I guess, seem like they're helping the uh, Jewish people. And, you know, again, choosing the side that they know will be victorious. And not just because of Mordecai, but because of God. God, uh, no weapon, as I said yesterday, no weapon formed against us can prosper, especially when God is on our side. Now, if we're uh, doing things that, you know, aren't, aren't godly, don't expect God to have a hand in that. That's you doing what you want to do. But if God is in the plan, then, of course, 
he's going to help us and show us and uh, care for us and guide us but he has to be in the plan it has to be his plan and we have to follow his edicts we have to uh, follow the, the uh, like the scripture says the plans that God has for us are for our good and give us hope on the future but let me continue reading from the uh, commentaries strangely the Jews were strengthened and animated and their enemies weakened and dispirited that none of those who had marked themselves for their destruction escaped but they smote them with the stroke of the sword so those who were coming after the Jews again the Jews were able to stand their ground so you know those who were bold enough to come after them you know they found out that you know the edict was that they could defend themselves so if you came after them be be ready for a fight Mordecai's edict essentially made it possible for the Jewish people to retaliate as they saw fit they did as they pleased with those who hated them. So on that 13th day of Adar, which is in either February or March, and we know uh, Purim is celebrated next week, so we know it's going to be March this year, they slew 500 men in Susa. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we study the book of Esther. We know that Jewish people around the world will be looking at this book, at the book of Esther, as they celebrate Purim, as they, um, you know, have joy and uh, have festivals and just rejoice at the fact that, Father, you saved them from total annihilation. And God, we're praying right now for the people in Ukraine, for people in other conflicts, because we know there are places, even in Afghanistan, in places in Africa, places all over the world, where there are um, conflicts, where people are being just harmed for no apparent reason, except uh, for wickedness in high places. God, we pray for those people. We pray for those conflicts. Conflicts in our homes, Father. Conflicts even in our hearts as we can't, you know, battle with what's doing what's right against what's wrong. Conflicts in, in uh, society. You know that there are conflicts everywhere, Father. And we're asking and begging for a peaceful resolution, Father, of conflicts. And Father, we know that we have our own enemies to deal with, not physical enemies all of the time. I mean, even though there could be physical enemies, but thank you for that hedge you put about us so that those who would want to harm us can't touch us because of that hedge. And I thank you for that. And Father, we know that you are the King of Kings and you're on our side. So we have no reason to fear. What can we say except that if God is for us, who can be against us? And God, we thank you for that promise. Again, we're praying for the Ukrainians. We're praying for conflicts all over the world. 
We're praying for peace and peaceful resolutions for those in power to meet with people in their minds and on their hearts and not just a grabbing and plundering and stealing and killing and annihilating. God, let there be peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.